your parenting is huge, is valuable. Whatever the profession you're in right now, embrace what that is and learn from it if you don't want to stay there forever. That's what I take with me as I continue to get opportunities of elevating my voice. I'm Amy. And I'm Abby. And as women, we are constantly comparing ourselves to others. But your life isn't supposed to look like hers. Being your best self means standing firm in your decisions and always being willing to grow with a purpose. We get vulnerable and real with an honest look into the challenges and triumphs we all face. Every woman listening gets the opportunity to choose what life looks like for herself. Chelsea Jackson Roberts earned teaching credentials and later completed her MA followed by her PhD from the Division of Educational Studies at Emory University. It is during her experience as a classroom teacher that Chelsea began to make connections between literacy development, yoga, and other mindful practices. Now she's able to teach hundreds of thousands, including celebrity supporters and clientele such as Shonda Rhimes, Jennifer Garner, and me. Chelsea, I found you during the pandemic, as I told you right before we got started. And let me tell you, I did yoga in my bathroom with candles lit, and it really helped me mentally restore after those long pandemic parenting days. So I would love if you got started by telling our listeners just a little bit more about yourself. Oh, sure. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for the invitation. So yes, I am Chelsea and I'm a Peloton yoga and meditation instructor. But before that, I had many journeys that brought me to this path. So long story short, I was an elementary school teacher. I taught third grade in Atlanta public schools. So I graduated from Spelman College. So that's what took me to Atlanta, Georgia. I'm originally from Dayton, Ohio. So shout out to the Midwest out there. And I did my child development studies at Spelman. And right after that, I decided that I wanted to just go for the master's in international education. And so I actually lived in New York right after Atlanta and went to teacher's college, Columbia University. And so it was after all of the studying that I was just like, okay, I'm ready to get into the classroom. I decided that, you know, while I was in the classroom, it was stressful. So shout out to any of our teachers out there listening And not so much the children, but more so the demands of being a school teacher in a Title I school where the majority of the community were living below the poverty line. And so because I needed ways to handle my stress, I decided, you know, let me go to this practice of yoga because I knew people who practice yoga or I saw them. I was just like, they have this essence about them. It's not necessarily like this fabricated happiness or joy. Joy. It was more of this groundedness, this anchoring, this just, I don't know, it was just something that I admired. And I was like, let me try a yoga class. And so I always like to share the story for first timers. I went to a hot yoga class. I fainted the first time I was in oh. <laughs> And, you know, that's the story that I like to tell because, you know, almost 20 years later, I'm still here and still enjoying the process. And so It was when I noticed the changes that I was experiencing 
with my yoga practice, with just feeling like I was letting the day go, or at least reflecting on the day in a very embodied way. I was like, well, what would happen if I started to introduce this to my third graders who are eight and nine years old? And so I did, and they loved it. It started out as maybe five minutes of breathing. And then I showed them, you know, little things of balance and it became a reward. They were just like, Miss Jackson, if we do good on this, can we have our yoga time? And so I taught in the classroom for eight years and decided to pursue my PhD at Emory University, focusing on yoga and how it impacts our learning, especially in children. And so that is my fast story and entree into yoga and becoming a yoga instructor. And here I am now with my husband in New York City teaching on Peloton. So yes. Oh, Chelsea, that's amazing. And if Chelsea Jackson Roberts can go from fainting in her first yoga (laughs) class to now teaching hundreds of thousands of people how to do yoga, we can all get past that initial one. And I love what you said at that last part there where you really brought in yoga and teaching all into one. And some people may say, where do those two go hand in hand? But you have so much education in education and you started with teaching little kids in the classroom and teaching just like motherhood it's such a demanding job where we are constantly pouring into others and i know so many of our audience members who are parents can definitely relate to this and chelsea we love how you know that role as a teacher led you into yoga meditation and how starting that practice how did it make you a better caretaker for many of your students Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, it made me more aware than anything. I remember this moment where I had, you know, there were up to 30 children in a class at times, all different reading levels, all different, you know, levels of learning and learning styles. And I remember this one moment where one of my students was so excited because they just finished their chapter book. And this was a reader who was really challenged. And I remember not fully feeling present for them and to celebrate that with them because I had 29 other students who were demanding my attention and as they should because I was their teacher. And I just know that yoga has helped me in a way to, you know, life is going to be rough. Life is going to be hard. It's going to be challenging. And it's also spaces where we can experience joy. And I'm about to be a first time parent. My husband and I are expecting our first child. And so I can only imagine what that journey will be like. But what I do know is that yoga by definition means to join, to yoke, to unite. And one of the biggest things that I've learned from yoga is to practice, to take my time, to not be so hard on myself, to practice being present so that I can celebrate those milestones in life with my own child, with my students, and not feel like I'm being pulled in so many different directions that I can't just take a moment to pause and breathe and acknowledge what's in front of me. So I feel like every time I step onto my mat, Abby and Amy, It is a practice. It's a practice of like one foot is this direction. Your arm is in another direction, but remember to breathe. Remember to stay grounded. And for me, that is the framework for life. (laughs) I loved that answer, Chelsea, because as a mom of three, you know, when you're talking about 
being pulled in different directions and needing to be grounded to help one of them. You know, if one of them is having a really tough time, it's just a really good reminder that like, if I'm grounded myself, I'm much more able to show up for my kids. I can totally understand that. I think teachers are motherhood is its own beast but I feel like teachers are a little bit more prepared than the rest of us for it I'll give you some updates in a couple of years (laughs) we'll have to have you back on so one conversation that we did want to have with you that I know will resonate with our listeners is the mindset around yoga being a workout. So I know that a lot of people are still exercising maybe to look a certain way. And so when they're practicing yoga and you're talking about feeling good and grounded and mindful, I'm wondering, was there ever a time that you were practicing more for physical reasons and did you make a shift to realizing oh this is much more for my mind than it is my body or do you like the combination I would love to hear your thoughts absolutely well I've grown to adore the combination but I'll be honest when I first began it was on the one hand I saw people who seemed really grounded and had this internal level of peace and zen within them but also I felt really disconnected from my body I remember it was in early adulthood I just graduated from Spelman I you know first time away from home during college I'm an only child like all of these transitions were overwhelming for me and my response to stress was just like not having awareness around how I was treating my body in terms of like not feeling like I wanted to exercise, not feeling like I wanted to make the best options and how I fueled my body. And so initially I was like, well, I hear that this is a pretty good workout. And that's what led me to hot yoga. I was like, I want to sweat. I want to burn calories. I want to, you know, look like the yoga body that I thought was the ideal. And it wasn't until I started to practice more that I realized it had a lot less to do with my physical appearance and more to do with how I felt internally about myself. And so I always let people know, let the practice meet you wherever you are. If it is the exercise, the physical aspect that draws you to it, give it a chance, give it a try, but at least be open to the expansion that it can bring into your life that moves beyond the physical. So I always want to honor my journey there. And, you know, I was young. I was, in, no matter what age you are, young in the way that I was approaching the practice of only thinking it was just this one way and for this one purpose. And it was as I started to mature through the practice, I believe, which I'm still maturing, I'm still a student, I'm still learning, that I realized, yo, this is way more than just an exercise and physical practice. I adore that answer because I think too, and in you showing yourself passing out in that first class, me, same thing. I went to a hot yoga class. I felt like a deer in headlights. Everyone like knows the flow and you're like the kid that doesn't know what to do, but it's like the idea that you stick and you stay and you practice, like the idea of practice in yoga that we aren't going to be, you know, the best one in the mat and that maybe that's never even the point. Right. Is it evolution that 
most of us that have practiced yoga have gone through. So like, don't be afraid to be new. Don't be afraid to not know all the moves. Right. Absolutely. I love when people approach it from that. I love when I'm still falling out of postures, you know, pregnancy has certainly made me experience my body in different ways. And I was just teaching a class the other week and kind of fell out of a posture. And it was just like, I'm glad that that happened. I'm glad that people can see that that is human nature and that we don't have to be perfect, that this is a practice. And more than anything, I want it to be this practice of embracing exactly how we are. And I feel like, again, that relates to life, how we show up in the world. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to say things that I wish that I didn't say, but that doesn't mean that I can't come back, be reflective apologize if I need to. A lot of times I'm apologizing and offering forgiveness to my own body and how I've treated it over the years by not resting, by not listening to those moments where I needed to step back. And so, yeah, I want folks to know that yoga is not just another space. Like my teacher told me one time, you know, it's not another way to just beat yourself up. It's a way to practice loving yourself completely. Loving yourself completely. I'm just smiling over here because, <laughs> oh, and as a recovering perfectionist and as somebody who has those perfectionist tendencies, mm-hmm. I mean, you and Amy have been doing yoga for a long time. I just recently got into it this last year and Amy and I did hot yoga all winter and uh-huh. I was the person falling out of poses, being able to take that step away and be like, let the practice meet you wherever you are. Yep. And the same thing goes for meditation as somebody who can't sit still very easily mm-hmm. or, you know, doesn't have enough time. And I know so many people in our community are in the exact same position where we have such full lives and yep. we can say like, we don't have time to meditate. We don't have time to be still. So for those individuals, Chelsea, how would you recommend people like who have that mindset? How can they start to incorporate meditation or even just slowing down into their routine? Absolutely. I always say, take those baby steps, take those moments. I think about when I also taught first grade and I remember children learning to read, you know, reading those books for the first time. And I was just like, they didn't learn how to get to a chapter book overnight. We started off small. We started off with sight words. We started off with sounding words out. And to me, that's how we have to approach anything that's new in our lives. You don't see a baby just getting up and running initially. Please show me the baby who does because wow but it's just like they have to to fall a little bit they have to tumble a little bit and for me that's what meditation and yoga is but meditation in particular yeah you're right like the first time that I started practicing meditation I was definitely that girl who had one eye open looking around the room where I was I was in a classically trained ashram I'm like are they really doing this and I'm like peeking in to like are they really <laughs> Could I be doing this too? And what I've learned is take it slowly. On my Instagram, Chelsea Loves Yoga, I often will lead just like a meditation that's one minute. And that means just closing your eyes, taking a deep breath, noticing the sensations in your body. That's meditation. It's any time that you are concentrating, just bringing your mind to one point of focus. And oftentimes the breath is a great way to bring that focus into your vision. You know, you can use visualization, speaking of vision. Like if I like to guide people imagining, you know, a certain image that brings them peace or a feeling that brings them peace. And so I say, start out small. One minute turns into two minutes to five to 10 to 15. Sooner or later, you're just like, oh, wow, I can't believe I've been sitting down meditating for 20 minutes. 
And so just move slowly through the practice and have fun with it. I like to set a timer for myself if I'm by myself and just see, can I make it to, you know, the little bell rings after two minutes. Wow, wonderful. I made it there. Then maybe the next week I'm adding on another minute or two. So starting off small. Let's take a quick break from our longest standing sponsor, which is BetterHelp Online Therapy. We love therapy. And just like yoga and meditation, therapy can help with your mind, but can also manifest beautifully in physical symptoms. You know, the stress that you feel in your shoulders, the teeth clenching, like these can be signs of anxiety and depression and the other challenges that happen in our life. And what I found with talking with my therapist and now that our son is seeing a therapist as well, is that just by talking to somebody, a professional at that, they're able to give you strategies and tips that you may not have thought of on your own. I've been seeing my therapist since the pandemic. We know how hard the pandemic was on individuals. And as Amy and I talk about, some of those effects are long lasting and we are still seeing some of those effects happen today. So if this has been on your mind for a while, please visit betterhelp.com slash herself. And our listeners do get 10% off your very first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash herself. Yeah, I think it's so American of us that we always want to be the best. Like we want to be able to do the 30 minute meditation right away. And it's like, no, no, no. Start with one minute, start with two minutes. Like that's still something and that's better than nothing, especially if your mind is one of the minds that does race a lot. Yeah. Our next question for you, I think a lot of people are going to want to know the answer to What are some things you do during your daily routine that help you feel more grounded? Sure. So I've just started practicing because like you said, it is the American way. Like we get rewarded for producing. We get rewarded for getting tasks done. And while that has its benefits in many ways, like I'm grateful to be in this space. And also I have to be honest about the toll, the cost of that. Mm. And so something that I've definitely been practicing social media, one in particular is like, whether it's in the morning or in the evening before I'm about to go to bed, I have to begin to turn those devices off because otherwise I'm going to look at the things that are popping up. I think that the do not disturb option is the best thing in the world these days. And it was hard at first because I wanted to see like, how did that post do that I just posted? And it's just like, just small things like unplugging. I tell people, you know, before you're ready to go to bed, maybe unplugging, you know, again, starting out small, maybe it's 10 minutes before you know that you want to go to bed. Then it turns into 30 minutes before and so on. Another thing that I do is, you know, I like to take my time in my morning ritual before I get up. And so, you know, I'm sure that's going to shift and change once baby arrives. But right now I'm able to get into a routine of taking my time of planning out my day so that I can, you know, I love a good chai tea that Shane, my husband makes for me every morning and just taking that time to be present with the taste of it. You know, when I was a school teacher, I remember being on the go and like trying to scarf down my breakfast or missing breakfast altogether. But if you have the space to be able to take the time, 
then to make those dates with yourself on your calendar, even if it's the week or the day before saying, I know that I need to wake up at this time because I know that this is sacred for me. And so just planning out my day so that I can have those sacred moments to be present with the things that actually fuel me. Yeah, I do think that there are opportunities all around us. One that came to my mind is when I go to the local coffee shop, Mm -hmm. I don't pull my phone out. I'm like, let me just feel my feet on the ground, smell the coffee, you know, interact with the wonderful women that own the shop, be Mm -hmm. here, you know, go to my table, have my coffee. Like I think when we constantly pull out our phones, which I know a lot of us do, myself included, we lose sight of where we are and what we're doing. And sometimes just like the simple, like you said, enjoying your chai, enjoying your coffee, like being there with it, instead of having your TV on and your Instagram open, that can make all the difference. And it's something that a lot of us could do. Right. Absolutely. And it's hard. It's I'll let everybody know out there. Like yeah, I know yeah. I used to have this like vision of like yogis are like, oh, just sitting probably in the middle of their room with pillow cushions <laughs> and the incense and the candles. And it's just like that's not realistic for me. We live in New York City. We live in Harlem. It's never a dull moment. And so when you have so much going on around you later on today, I'm teaching at Times Square. That's going to be wild to have that juxtaposition of we're practicing yoga, but then we have like electronic billboards around us. We got cars honking, sirens going, people yelling explicitives, like all the things. (laughs) But I think that that's what's so beautiful about yoga is that, you know, even when I'm in meditation, I work to allow the sounds that I'm even hearing that could be a distraction. What if I started to rethink about my approach to how I'm hearing those things? And like, Wow. Often I've learned that the sound of OM is the sound of consciousness, the sound that all living beings is one vibration. So even those things that sound like a distraction, what if I began to integrate it into my practice and just acknowledge, yep, that's going on too. And still I'm sitting here grounded and present and taking my time with my coffee or my chai or my loved ones or my children or like whatever that may look like. For me, it's all of the things integrated in the moment. Well, it's integrating it into the practice, but then also integrating that practice into the everyday demands of life. So that when you're in that traffic jam and the sirens are going off, being able to be in that moment and say, you know what, those sirens can sound more like and fill in the blank of a more peaceful situation. Or as moms, I mean, we run into this all the time with screaming kids or not being able to get into the car seat and being able to just sit in that and be in that and just find the little joys in those moments. As hard as it is, we all know it's so hard, but it can make for a more peaceful life instead of just having the peace and serenity and harmony in those 10 minute meditations or those 30 minute yoga sessions. Let's take a quick break from our podcast sponsor, which is Third Love. It is officially summer. And with that, 
our wardrobe is changing. And because our wardrobe is changing, our bras also need to change, which is why I want to bring up Third Love's 24-7 classic t-shirt bra. You guys, this is their number one bra for a reason. It offers unparalleled comfort when it comes to the detail, the fit, the style, the function. It doesn't pinch. It doesn't dig. And what I love about it is that the ultra-thin memory foam cups, they give your boobs that everyday comfort and that everyday support that we all need. I also love it because it's very smoothing and it looks invisible no matter what you're wearing this summer. So third love, they do comforts that you can do you. These bras, they're made by women for women to really fit, feel, and look great. Everything from their bras, their underwear, their activewear, they want you to feel good in it all day, every day. So they're designed to hug better, hold stronger, and support longer. So if you have not been to Third Love yet, get over there and take the fitting room quiz so that you can figure out the exact bra that you need for your life. And remember, Herself listeners, you do get 20% off by going to thirdlove.com slash herself. Feeling is believing, you guys. So give your boobs that 24-7 support and comfort that they deserve by going to thirdlove.com slash herself. And as you've mentioned a few times in this, you are about to become a mom for your very first baby as well. So congratulations, Chelsea. Thank you so much. It's It's so so exciting. (laughs) (laughs) So how has being pregnant played a role in your self-care routine? Like what physical, maybe some mental shifts have you made Mm -hmm. in the last few months to really accommodate all these changes that are happening throughout your pregnancy? Oh my gosh, more than anything, yes, the gratitude is overflowing. It's just like, wow, this is really happening. Waited so long to get to this point in our life. And so for me, it has really gotten me to realize how I treat myself because now I'm thinking about treating someone whom I'm carrying and whom I love so much. And I haven't even met in the physical on this side yet. I think about maybe it was about a month or two ago and Shane and I, we got like these head colds. It wasn't COVID. It wasn't the flu, but it was a really bad upper respiratory infection or something. And I remember taking the whole week off, whereas even if I would have started to feel a little bit better, I probably would have pushed myself to go back to work before I was ready because I'm just like, I got to go. I got to teach. I got to, you know, make sure that I'm still on the platform, like all of these things. And because I am now responsible for another living being, I took the time. I was just like, I can't do it. And it made me realize that through this new journey of parenting, I am having an opportunity to parent myself. I don't think that I would have been as kind to myself in this moment of taking my time to rest a little bit more had I not known that I was being a mother to this new little baby. It's almost like this opportunity to mother myself for the first time, really. And yeah, it's it's definitely made me grateful for my body no matter how it's showing up, like, you know, the baby is growing quickly. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. every time we go back for a checkup, I'm like, wow, like, for one, this is miraculous and so much gratitude. And on the other hand, I can also be in the space of, whoa, my body has never started to grow this quickly at this pace before. Whoa, what was that change? What was this? And so it's a challenge to embrace those changes for the first time. 
But I do know that my yoga and meditation practice is playing a tremendous role in how I'm navigating it all. To have a partner who is also a certified yoga teacher who can meet me exactly with the same, you know, philosophies, the mindsets, the kindness, the patience that we have learned in yoga, it has definitely impacted how I'm navigating this partner. Yes. And it's all of those things and so much more, Chelsea. And for the mothers listening, I know you might be multitasking. You might have one AirPod in while walking with your kids or doing uh-huh. laundry. I encourage you to go back three minutes and listen to Chelsea's answer again, because the fact that you're able to mother yourself as you become a mother, that's a piece that many of us lose. Like we are so giving, you know, we are trying to play the martyr. We are trying to make life and everything for our children that sometimes we forget about ourselves in that process. Yeah. And you just explained it so well. And as somebody who's going to become a mother, like giving that gift to your child while giving that gift to yourself is just so beautiful. Thank you. Yes, I'm learning. (laughs) It's humbling. I tell you that. (laughs) And that is true. And we know that you talked about being kind to yourself and that did lead us into our next question for you. As you mentioned, there's so many changes that our bodies go through as we are on the journey to become mothers. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, do you have any mantras or things that you say to yourself when you are dealing with the changes to your pregnant body? Because like you said, it's not easy. And I know in this community, we have a lot of listeners that are either pregnant as well, or they're postpartum. And we know that women can be really hard on themselves when it comes to body changes. Is there anything that you say to yourself that might inspire others? Yeah. So it's been a mantra that my teacher shared you know, a decade ago when I was in the ashram and my teacher, Ma, would always say, we got to remember to drink as we pour. And I think about parents in particular, how we are constantly pouring out. My vantage point was being a school teacher and pouring into my students or a yoga teacher. But if I'm not figuring out those ways, and for me, it's yoga. For me, it's spending time with my loved ones walking in the park those ways for me to drink in so that I can constantly pour back out into those whom I love, like that is key. And I always refer back to the both and in my yoga classes that, you know, I can be extremely grateful for the opportunity to experience this pregnancy in the most loving way. And I can also be experiencing challenges with how my body is developing in a way that I've never experienced before. So the both can exist. And I think that there is a, for myself, there was a moment of guilt where it was just like, no, I can't feel, you know, a certain way about, you know, my body growing quickly and not knowing how to navigate that, the aches and the pains, because I need everybody to know that I'm really grateful for being able to do this. But I'm just like, yo, those both, they can coexist. And I think that is the more that we acknowledge the both and that we can practice a lot more patience and kindness towards ourselves, that we are full, complicated, (laughs) like multidimensional human beings. And for me, I think that if we all moved in the world in that way, that we would have and experience a lot more connection than we do right now. I think there's, especially in the climate that we've experienced in the last couple of years, 
a tremendous amount of guilt of our history, of our social ways of interacting, that it doesn't give us an opportunity to be honest about the both and. And so for me and in my individual practice, it helps me to say, yeah, I can be all of these things and learn and understand it more so that when I go out into the world, when I interact with other human beings, living beings, I can do the same. So yeah, the both and, and drink as you pour. (laughs) I loved that answer so much. I always tell Abby, I'm like, I feel like on Instagram, everyone's shouting Mm -hmm. at me. And I don't know if that's my perception or their capitalization. I don't know what it is, but it's like, you know, sometimes you're hearing body positivity and we should all love our bodies. But Abby and I always say, if today all you have is the ability to just say, I am grateful for this body Mm -hmm. and it's not the day that you love it, Mm -hmm. that's okay too. And as moms, we go through so many changes that it's okay to have those days where you're just going to find, I am grateful for my body. And, you know, today is a hard day when it comes to my postpartum body. Like that's an okay place to be. Yes. Okay. So I'm really interested in this one, Chelsea. So right now you're pregnant. You mm-hmm. don't have children on the outside yet. Uh-huh. And you're this amazing yoga instructor. You do meditative practices and you're also very open about the fact that things are going to change. Like you mentioned it with your morning routine and mm-hmm. you and Shane having those conversations. So mm-hmm. how do you anticipate your routine of yoga and meditation? How do you expect them to shift once you <laughs> become a mom? Oh, goodness. Listen, whenever I get on an airplane, I have so much love. I just want to go and hug the parents who are with the baby or the toddler who's like screaming and crying because I'm just like, that could be me one day. Like I've been so, you know, had the luxury of traveling the world, (laughs) teaching yoga with Shane and, you know, it's just getting off. And I'm like, that's going to change. And I know coming back to my yoga and meditation practice that just like the day that I fainted in the yoga class, I didn't anticipate that happening, but it did. And I handled it. And it's just like, I know that there are going to be moments that come about in parenthood that I never anticipated, that I never imagined happening. But I trust that the work that we have been doing, Shane and I together, the work that I've been doing as an individual has to be put in place to support us in navigating it and reminding myself is not going to be perfect. Just like my yoga practice is not perfect every day. I don't know if it's ever been perfect, but it's just like, that is a part of the journey. And I'm actually, when I approach it that way with curiosity and excitement it makes me a lot less nervous. Now, don't get me wrong. I am just like, who am I going to be as a mom? Like, you know, how is this going to look? And I'm just like, it's going to look like the first day that I stepped into the classroom. I didn't know what that was going to be like. Or the first day that I said that I do to the only day that I said I do to Shane. I didn't know what it was like to be married. I don't know what it's like to be on a platform that casts a net as wide as, you know, multiple million people at a time. I have no idea. And so my hope is that this journey 
will be 10 times as rewarding for one, but also I want to take a piece of those moments of the unknown and apply it here. So I have no, to answer your question, I have no idea what this is about to look like, but I'm going to use my yoga practice every step of the way. I think you have an incredible mindset going in because I think a lot of times first time moms, including myself, like we really try to white knuckle the experience mm-hmm. and control it. And what you're about to find out is these babies can be kind of uncontrollable. So oh, it's yeah. it's really good to go in with that mindset of knowing like, hey, I haven't done this, but I have a lot of examples of times where I've figured it out. So yeah. I can also figure this out. And I think hearing your story today, Chelsea, people look at you as such an inspiration. You started as a teacher, which Mm -hmm. is an amazing profession, but then you've kind of catapulted into this incredibly big platform that you're serving people so well on. You're a Peloton instructor. You know, you're like Peloton famous here. Yeah. I want to know what advice you would give people that are chasing a dream of their own, because I think when they look at you, they think, you know, I couldn't do that. But I'm sure that you have some advice to share because maybe you didn't think that things were going to go this way for you either. I had no idea when I did my yoga teacher training that one, I would develop a very beautiful and sacred friendship with Jennifer Garner. I grew up, you know, watching her movies, watching her in shows. And I'm just like, I can't believe that this is my life right now. We do our monthly meditation on our Instagram every month. We've met up several times in our life. I actually did my pregnancy announcement with her on Instagram. And the one thing that I remember the first time, so we've been in this friendship for over two years now. It started during the pandemic where she invited me to offer a meditation. And I remember not feeling really nervous. I was excited. And I was just like, wow, I'm about to talk to a celebrity about meditation. And when I started, you know, just chatting with her, it was just like, this is what it's been for. This is a part of what it's been for. Like, this is what I've been preparing for so that when I do get these opportunities, these platforms, these moments, that I'm still that same Chelsea that fainted in that hot yoga class who was afraid that she was going to do it wrong or afraid that she didn't belong because she didn't necessarily have the body type or have the look that she thought yogis were supposed to have. And so I always remind myself and keep myself rooted in those humble beginnings. And I remember thinking to myself, should I stay being a school teacher? And then when I got my PhD, I was like, should I be applying for tenure track positions in universities and stick with what I know? And while I admire college and university professors, I knew that I wanted to move beyond the classroom and the university. I wanted to get with folks who never imagined that they belonged in this practice of yoga and meditation. Folks who never imagined that they would be having conversations with folks that, you know, we've seen growing up or seen on TV or in the movies. And so for me, this has been a reminder that I'm exactly where I am. It's been a reminder to respect and celebrate the journey 
to never diminish any part of the journey. So like if there's a school teacher listening out there right now who is just like, maybe I'll teach for a couple more years and maybe I want to go in this direction to know that your position as a school teacher has had a huge impact on whatever direction it is that you go. So I never want to be ashamed of the journey that led me here because it always keeps me rooted and keeps me humble and keeps me grounded and connected to the things that make us human. And so, yeah, that's what helps me. I've had a really hard time with public speaking. I got really nervous. I would, you heard it here first. I would vomit before I did any like public speaking engagement because I was just so nervous. And it was when I started to, you know, remind myself, Chelsea, This is just as important as when you were in front of the third graders or the first graders who were learning how to read. So if there's one thing that I would want people to take away is that your parenting is huge, is valuable. Whatever the profession you're in right now, embrace what that is and learn from it if you don't want to stay there forever. That's what I take with me as I continue to get opportunities of elevating my voice. Chelsea, I want to reflect something back to you. Before this interview, I'm having like my Jennifer Garner moment with you because I'm (laughs) such a fan, but I felt really calm coming into this interview because the more that Abby and I have done this, we used to get really nervous when we would have big names like yourself on our podcast. But over time, it's like we have to show up as who we are with our gifts that we have to give to the world and That's all we're hoping for our listeners is that they just feel comfortable showing up as themselves and realizing that that really is enough. Like this conversation went beautifully because we just all showed up as who we are. Absolutely. Okay, Chelsea, this conversation, it's been filled with so much goodness. So thank you for that. And thank you for all the wisdom that you've shared with our audience. And also just between Amy and I over the years, as Amy said, we've been huge fans and you've helped us with so many parts of life and calming down and just being more present with ourselves. So for those in our community who don't know as much about you, where can they find a little bit more about Chelsea Jackson Roberts? Absolutely. So social media, I am Chelsea Loves Yoga. That's my website. That's my Instagram. That's the Facebook. I share a lot there, even a little bit of my humor, especially those (laughs) parts of yoga and meditation that can be funny along the way. I want people to loosen up and just have fun with the practice. So Chelsea Loves Yoga. And also Shane and I co-founded our nonprofit organization, Red Clay Yoga. And if you ever want to learn more about the work that we do in communities, especially in marginalized communities, I have a camp called Yoga Literature and Art Camp for teen girls. And, you know, we are out there. We love to connect with people. And again, if you want to practice with me, you can find me at Peloton. And I'm on the yoga and meditation platform at Peloton. Okay, if you guys enjoyed this episode, we would be so honored if you shared it on Instagram, tagging Chelsea Loves Yoga and the Herself Podcast. <laughs>